spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable to me to keep the running costs of this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken label hi guys andy and spoken label back in the house on a on a wednesday evening then but the week's flying not going that fast today so it's a tuesday evening straight over to a local writer today somebody i've been introduced to relatively recently by the lovely ruth o'reilly over at all FM Manda's best mate. The gentleman is Gareth Ellis. Now, I've really just met Gareth for the first time today, but he's over in the Plackbridge area in Wigan, and he's um, a novelist, and I'm, we're going to talk to him about his three novels and a few bits and pieces. So, Gareth, obviously, people who don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell people, obviously, a bit about yourself and what led you into your writing, etc. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I kind of I worked in IT for about 10 years, um a couple of years ago during the like first lockdown i kind of got really fed up of it um and due to mental health issues i ended up leaving that job um and since then i've kind of just been writing and it's been good really nice really quiet and then i decided that i can do a bit more so i decided to go to uni uh do an english degree which Brilliant. would hopefully help me with my writing as well Brilliant, yeah. Now, I know you told me before you're off over at Salford Uni at the moment, aren't you? So, yeah. I'll, and what are you in? What year are you up to in Salford? Uh, I've just done. They've done a new uh, a new foundation year for people who don't necessarily want to be thrown into the full degree straight away. So it kind of introduces um, parts of a degree to you, like how to write essays and stuff like that. I mean, I've not been in education for like 18 years, so it's been really good for me. I've picked up quite a lot and I'm, I'm ready now to go in September to go in the first year oh well done mate good luck with it, mate definitely so as we said off mic before i did my degree over when i was a mature student when i was 28 over at bolton yeah. uni and yeah i had a great time really had a great time because i did mine in creative writing and theater studies don't, oh, i don't right, yeah. I, I don't act nowadays what? i was gonna but say why, why theater studies <laughs> oh you know what it was me was then i actually was gonna go to originally i started originally sign up for creative writing in, in english literature but one of the tech teachers taught me into doing theatre studies instead. Oh, dear. Well, 
obviously no one was taking it and went you, you'll do it <laughs> probably both thought oh this idiot will do it and yeah, this just, idiot did do it he looks gullible let's just give him we'll, we'll tell him to do this it'd be fine <laughs> pardon me that's what happened really but I don't do much I, I did some acting afterwards but I'm not going to repeat those stories on air because, <laughs> because so, I, for another entirely different podcast <laughs> yeah well that would be basically how to how to get yourself banned from the theatre but that's, that's another story altogether yeah. oh there's probably loads of podcasts about that <laughs> oh no there's one and I reckon if somebody's still working at a certain theatre I won't be in their good book because that was over 20 years ago that's the best way to put it right because your picture that, could be on the wall somewhere do not uh, let uh, this person anywhere my hair, the hair thankfully was longer and that's grey so, so that's oh, all I'm going to say right, then. <laughs> now <laughs> obviously um, with yourself I'm sorry I said before back to you of course now I know you've done today three novels now had you done much writing before that? Or? Um, I'd done absolutely none. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> absolutely none. It was something oh. that I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, I never had any kind of want to do it. Mm. I enjoyed I enjoyed reading, but again, I'd only really started properly reading a few years ago, really. I never oh. really read much. Um, mm. But then I just, I don't know, I, I, at some point I started reading um, and then in, I think, what was it? It was 2018, it was. I just had an idea um, and it just wasn't going away. So I thought, screw it, I will just write it. And I really liked doing it. So I've just kept doing it since. Yeah, and also people wondering, I'm presuming that's your Creatures book, isn't creatures, it? Creatures, yes. Very yeah, creative no. title, I know. But you oh, can't guess what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> no comment there, that's all I'm going to say. Now, obviously, like, um, how did this first book go for you at the time? Because obviously, I know you've done two books since, and obviously it will Yeah, I mean, it, it was a rough, it was a rough go. I mean, it wasn't perfect. It was far from perfect. And I've, I've had a couple of revisions of it since um, to improve the writing that's in it since I've done the other two books. Um so it, it was, it, I mean, to be fair, it was received all right at the time and I did make a little bit of it, so it wasn't too bad. Um, and I think as an introduction to me actually hmm. doing this for a, for, a, for a career or even just doing it in my free time, it was, it was a good introduction. It really got me, sort of gave me the bug to do it. No, no, fair play, fair play. I'm always a believer in your first book, and this applies to me as well, my first poetry book. You know, it's a book that you're going to look back at a time to come thinking, ah, yeah. why did I do that? Why did I, I mean, do that? I, I had, recently I've had to reread it because I couldn't remember anything that I'd done in it at all. I remembered the basic <laughs> story, but I couldn't remember bits and pieces, like who I'd killed off, who, what happened at the end, and all this nonsense. Um, so I was reading it kind of with gritted teeth, going, oh, it's okay, it's fine. It's out there. It's okay. I don't need to do anything more with it. But then I did. <laughs> now, people wondering, obviously, like a lot of your books and more, I know that like this, they jump along genres like such as sci-fi, horror, mm. and uh, this one, post-apocalyptic. Now, was there any writers that really influenced you in the past couple of years to want to have a go with this? Um, I don't know. You know I, mean? I mean, I kind of read quite a mixture of things. So um, mm. I think as far as the post-apocalyptic stuff goes, things like uh, Stephen King, The Stand, um, Jonathan, Jonathan Mayberry's zombie, zombie apocalypse books, the Walking Dead zombie apocalypse books um, were sort of what I was reading around the time. Um, but I was also reading things like Discworld books and, and things like that. So I was kind of getting... I wasn't so much getting ideas from those. I was getting sort of to know how 
how to do it, how to write it. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't so much getting plot ideas or anything like that. It was just the how do I say it more than anything. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. I get it completely. I mean, like I say it's always that first book you learn the learning curve. Oh, now, yeah, yeah. Now it's interesting to know what's like. I want to talk about. I've, if I'm honest, I've read your current book. I'm not. We have to. I want to talk about the first two books because the second book obviously is clearly different. Everything yeah. can evolve when you went into cyberpunk sort of more. Yeah, uh, and to be honest, that one's my favourite book because hmm. I I put. After Creatures, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Mm. Um, I didn't have any necessary plans to do it, do another book. Um, and I one day I basically thought of the first sentence for the next stage, and it just went from there, and it took me about two years to do it. And it's got... I don't know whether it's just got more of me in it, I think. Mm. Um and I think I'd learned obviously quite a lot from writing creatures. So it it's a big jump if you read creatures and then you read the next stage. It's a hell of a jump. I mean, it's been compared to like James Patterson and things like that. Wow. Um wow. he's he's so, on the next he's on my next book to read for the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I've just got hold of him. His joint book with Dolly Parton. Because oh I know Amanda, <laughs> I know I can't get behind it. Amanda Pat Amanda's a big country music fan. That's why and she's basically got us and both got the PDF and all the you know the Kindle thing for it. Mm. And I'm thought I don't know what I'm stepping into with that. Because no, I, you, what what do you expect with J- Dolly Parton and James Patterson? I know <laughs> it's a course about a country singer on the run as well for murder. <laughs> oh, that sounds about right. Is this like Dolly Parton's? Biography or something that she's going to confess. I haven't. I haven't a clue. I have. I have seen in the shops one. One he did with Bill Clinton. And I thought is that by sex scandals as president? It probably is. I think I've seen. I've seen that one somewhere, but I've never actually looked at it. No, same for me. So anyway, that's that. We've got that dangling around to read. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But yes, yeah, so it does sound like you made a big jump from one to the other. Then, and yeah. it's like they say sometimes the writers. Don't they? Like the books can be quite similar over your career. You're, you're obviously not, because the third book we're coming to shortly, that's completely different again. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know whether it's just like I don't want to be pigeonholed doing the same hmm. thing, but I like to read different genres of book. So for me, it seems like the logical thing to do different genres or to write different genres of book no. rather than just sticking with the same thing. And the, yeah. the, there are similarities with them all. There's sci-fi, there's horror, there's whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think they are all three of them I've written so far are all completely different. And I like that. I like I like how I've been able to do that and not just stuck writing the same story over and over again. No respect, mate. Respect, mate. Really straight away. Like I, as you, I told you before, I'm a, I'm a poet, really. But I find I find ways to telling different stuff stuff in this genre mm-hmm. myself. That's why I, I, I'm a believer as an artist. You never can stand still. If you do, yeah. you might. I think you should pack it in now. And that's a tip to anybody: you've got to be constantly evolving, and that's quite clear from what you've been. The book that we're going to talk about next in a moment, right? So your current book, that's got. I can see that from blindsided already. It's completely different, yeah. obviously, from the first two books altogether. Then straight away. Yeah. Now, like I said, for I have read blindsided. And I really enjoyed this. Now, prophecy. No, I thought he was going to say us. no. Nobody no, buy no. it. It was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that. Anybody. Might Just think, think it. it really I, might, hard. I might think it. If I didn't like the book, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have just spoken label. <laughs> <laughs> I would have found a way around it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in. I'm going on holiday to Alaska for a bit. 
Bye. Six months. Six months, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got me, I've, got, I've got no internet connection. Come back. Invest no. me in six months. I'm going off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did. Generally, I generally did enjoy it. So I came up with one or two, an interesting comparison on it as well, but we'll come on to that in a minute because there's two things stood out to me in this book. And one of them, I suspect it might have been in the back of your mind a bit, but the other one won't have done. Okay, so because... Mm. But anyway, obviously, I'm like, I'm going to let you tell people about Blindside because I said I have read this book. So tell us about then where the idea for Blindside came from. Then I would I love, I, I would sit. love to say that there was an actual, you know, process that went ahead, and I thought really deeply about it. But like with the next stage and creatures, it was just in my head. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, did, was, I, this, was this book done quicker than? Um, it was, yeah, it was done, um, I think, in the space of about a year, um, maybe around, well, probably a little bit more than a year, um, but it, it was, the gap between Creatures and the Next Stage was bigger than Next Stage to Blindsighted, uh, yeah. so it didn't take me as long. I think you find when you get to grips with things more, and they come quicker, mm. because my first two poetry books, there was a, a five and a half year gap between the first and the second book, then three years on the third, and then it's been speeding up ever since then. So, but yeah, I think it's when you get to get more confident, don't you? I think it as well. It, it depends what you're writing. Uh, I mean, with Blindsided, I was so, I had it there, I had the story, I knew what I was writing. So it was so much easier for me to just get it down. And because it was quite, compared to the next stage, it's quite a simple book. Um, whereas the next stage had a lot of research that I had to do with it, a lot of, Mm. Um, things with technology and locations and, and people and things like that that I had to do for it was blindsided. Was it was quite a simple, simple story that I could just tell, and it was so much easier for me to write. There's a lot of mood in blindsided, or straight away yeah. I felt with it, and I did like the relationship between Nathan and his mother. Yeah. Now, how much of Nathan is you basically as a, that, a child that age? To be honest, there's probably quite a lot. I don't know whether that was. Mm what was going through my mind at the time of writing it, but I, looking back, there is definitely, I mean, some of the things that happened to him, there are things that, like, things that he's experienced that I know that I've experienced as well, so, um, yeah, Pref- there is preferably, a bit preferably not, preferably not ghosts trying to kill you and... Well, no, but, I mean, there is a scene that I wrote from something that actually happened from me to, to me mm. um, in the school. <laughs> No, it's fair play, no, fair play. I think there always has to be with books. I like it. So I think anything you do, there's got to be some some element of you in that book. Yeah. And obviously with the first two books as well, and I, would, I felt this third book, certainly, I felt I could see you as a person, to, as a mm. child in it, to be honest with you, straight away. So is your mum like that? Is she then a bit like, is that your mum that based your mum like the character? In that? Uh, yeah, she is. She is pretty much like that. There, there, there is quite a lot of her in, in his mum as well. Yeah, I thought so straight away with it. So we won't ask about some of the other characters in the book, particularly <laughs> is it based on your dad or something or a brother or something? Uh, to be honest, no. I think um, most of the other characters were just characters that I just came up with. They were just kind of convenient for the for the plot, really, a lot of them, especially the side characters. Yeah, that's fair play to you straight away. No, because it's a good book, isn't it? It's I I've read a review somewhere in it. I think I don't know if you where I've seen this one. Somebody has compared it to the Conjuring series a little bit. And I can I think it's on Amazon or Goodreads. I think that was I think it was Amazon or Goodreads. I've seen it somewhere that one. And I actually saw a bit of that in it. I've mm. seen seen 
what three of the Conjuring films, or was it four? I've lost count. To be honest, you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot in that series of films. <laughs> yeah, the other one that stuck in my head was about about the eyes, and it yeah. um, was a Neil Gaiman, but Neil Neil Gaiman book Coraline. Yes, was, I could see that bit about the eyes, and that's yeah. why. And I thought, well, obviously Neil Gaiman's book was uh, maybe well a different market than yours, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's why, but no, definitely that one. No, it's a fascinating book. Now, I, on this book itself, then obviously, like I said, you said it took you about a year to write. Yeah, about that. How, how long was it? Did you did you have to really plot this book out then? Because your story no. your story was quite simple, but yeah, but some some disconnected there. Right? Um, anyway, um, but, but I felt the, the point of get carried it was the mood, uh, mm. the relationship to the two the two main characters in it, really. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, there's a lot of writers out there that will sit and they will plot and they will write everything down that they want to do and then they'll have a checklist and everything like that. I basically sit down in front of Word and start typing and whatever comes out, comes out. <laughs> and then I will I will go back to it and I will edit it and, and go through it and then, you know, touch it up where it needs to be. Um, and sometimes I will just look at it and go, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> what, where is that sentence come from? That doesn't even make sense. Those aren't even words. And then I change it, and it makes sense eventually. But yeah, yeah I, I'm sometimes... not a big, I'm not a big plotter at all. So sometimes the best way to do that, and that's yeah, because like it's I've got in the past two years into writing flash fiction a lot, and that's often often just me going. I know what the gag's going to be at the end of the story, mm-hmm. but it's how I get from A to B to D sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the next stage, I knew exactly what I wanted the last or one of the last scenes to be. Mm. I just had to get there. And I had no idea how I was going to get there whatsoever. I just, I had a sentence at the beginning and I had a a thing that I wanted to happen at the end and everything in between was just like, eh, I don't know. (laughs) Just there. And there it was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I said it's obviously, like I said, with um, the current book, obviously, with that one, did you know, obviously, did you have the ending? Yeah from the beginning of that book, Blindsided? Blindsided? No, I didn't. Um, I had a vague idea, um, but it was one of those kind of stories where it was, you see it a lot in horror films and, and horror books where the ending is quite a letdown, mm. where a lot all this is sort of built up and built up and built up and then it just kind of finishes. And I was trying, I was trying my best. I don't know if I succeeded to avoid all of that because I wanted to have an ending that kind of not only tied it all together, but had a proper, like you had a like a release at the end of it going like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. And I think you got that with it, to be honest, you straight away. So it's, the book was very cinematic, actually. Hmm. Do, you, do you know when you look back at it, do you actually realise yourself thinking, this could have been done as a film almost? A lot of the time when I'm writing or I'm thinking of ideas, I'm plotting it out as I'm watching a film. I'm, I'm writing it like I'm watching a screen. Um, mm. because I don't, I no idea how many films I've seen in my life, but there's been a hell probably of a like, lot of them, probably like many thousands, right? Or yeah, maybe. there's been a lot more films watched than I've read books, let's put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of have it in my head, I write it as I'm as I'm sort of watching a TV show or a, a film, um, and that seems to work quite well for me. And I think, yeah, with some of them, I could probably see them being made into films or TV series or whatever, because that's just how I've envisioned it. Yeah, because certainly that book's got a really cinematic quality behind it. And it's certainly, like I said, something I'd say, 
and everybody's interested in like, possibly adapting to get into contact with Gareth straight away because <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think there's something. I'm open. <laughs> yeah, give me really, give me money, 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 lots of money. Yeah, just send the check. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably seven figures, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, not all zeros at the beginning. Either, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, good luck, then, mate. Definitely with that one. Now, also a couple of things I want to touch on today, obviously, before we wrap up. Really, now, obviously, um. I always like asking the writer what comes next, but I want, before we get to that, hmm. um, I know you have been doing a regular blog, haven't you, on your website yes, as well? I have. Now, that's obviously gone a bit quiet at the moment. I know why, because of uni. But yeah. Tell people about this blog and what you were doing and why you're hoping to go back to it. Yeah, it was kind of, um, I the website came out of me wanting to have somewhere where I could just put my books online for people to buy in one place where every, every link was there. Um, and then I decided that a blog to update people on, you know, what's, what's happening on my writing would be a good idea. Um, so initially it started off with me just writing random blogs about whatever I was doing at the time. If I was playing a game, if I was, if I was doing some writing, giving updates on that. Um, and then it kind of evolved to, uh, three times a week doing uh, a writing blog, whether it was um, on my writing, what I was up to, where I was going, or something to do with the writing world, like how different people write and things like that. Um, and then, so that would be on a Monday. And then on a Wednesday, it would be a game review because I play a lot of games um, when I'm not at the moment trying to do some editing or writing i'm just playing a game because that's what i do so it seemed like a logical thing for me to go through and just do either new games or old games whatever i was playing at the time just to go out and go look these exist play them um and then friday what was it friday friday no yeah friday i can't even remember anymore uh friday was a, a mental health blog uh because i have bipolar and it's something that i do feel quite strongly about so it was a way for me to show that it's out there. People suffer with it. This is my personal experience, or these are things that can be done to help, or things that cause different different issues and whatnot, things like anxiety and, and things like that that I've suffered from myself. Um, and I felt like that was like a, it was initially just going to be a random blog about anything. But I thought hmm. to make it a little bit more personal, I would do the mental health angle. And it's done quite well, I think, so far. I've just, like you say, it's, it's kind of tailed off recently because I've had uni. Uh, I've either been going to uni classes or I've had uni assignments to write. And then sitting down and writing something else was just like, no, not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to it in June, right? When the yeah, uni's out pretty of the way. Much. So. No, yeah, I always that... wanted to go back to writing it. And then I just thought, you know what? I've just sat for three hours writing a thousand word essay. I don't want to write anymore. I've had enough of words. I'm just going to speak in grunts anymore. I'm done. (laughs) Well, you should try doing my job, mate, the day job. (laughs) I'm on a computer. I'm on a computer six and a half hours a day. See, this is why I left IT. (laughs) (laughs) Fair play, mate. Fair play, mate. Now, obviously, um, there's a couple of hints from coming off people read your blog, great creative writing. And I saw one one back comment blog I want to talk about for what comes next is mm-hmm. obviously like I know you've been you're talking about your how you do your covers on your books weren't you yeah. it looks like your approach has changed for what comes next and hasn't it really I presume yeah I mean 
I I like to think that I'm good at designing things, but in actual fact, I'm, 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 I'm quite bad at it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so creatures and the next stage, and even blindsided to a, a degree, they're kind of, they're quite simple. They're, I mean, a book is supposed to draw you to it. I don't know how successful my, my covers are at doing that, but I like to keep them simple. It's kind of, it feels like a bit, bit kind of like me, really just trying to keep things simple and on message. So no like big flashy lights or anything like that, just the title and a, a tagline and my name, and that's all you get. That's all you need. <laughs> no, fair play, maybe. But I've said that it has changed. So now, obviously, if people are wondering what comes next, because your mm-hmm. current book Me too. is saying, oh, no, you have to drop <laughs> in some hints that you're going to do a sequel to Creatures, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, over the past year, year and a half, I've, well, probably since I finished writing Blindsighted, since I finished editing that and that was over the world, I've had maybe seven or eight ideas that I've got bouncing around. Hmm. Um, I spent a good six months writing a paranormal thriller about a serial killer from his perspective. Hmm. Um, I kind of hit a wall with that. So I I moved on to something else, which was, um, I can't even remember what that one was yet. No, but it was, oh no, it's another like uh, paranormal horror sort of thing, like blindsided, but slightly different. Hmm. Um, but then I picked up Creatures 2. Um, I started writing Creatures 2 pretty much as soon as I'd finished writing the first one hmm. because I had a bit of an idea of what I wanted to do. But then again, I hit a whole wall with it and I just, I didn't know where to go. I just... I felt like I was just typing words that meant nothing and they weren't adding to our story or anything. It was just, it was just pointless. So I kind of put that one down, but recently I picked that one back up again and I've run with it and I'm at the stage now where I'm editing it. Uh, oh, well second, done, second round well of editing. Um, so I'm hoping that that will be out in the summer sometime. Brilliant. Now, obviously... I know from what Amanda always tells my wife, people are wondering, I know, I know what Amanda goes through in her levels of editing. So how many rounds of editing do you normally do on your novels? Um, I think the most I've done is about six. Yeah, I know Amanda normally does six when she does on novels yeah, as well. So, so. I, I, I tend to, obviously, I write it and that is just, I don't go back, I don't look at it, I don't do anything with it. I've written it, it's down, hmm. carry on. And then I go back and I read through it and alter some bits and pieces, do it again a few times. Um, and then that might be two or three times. Um, and then because I'm obviously self-publishing through Amazon, um, I get a paperback proof of it. Mm. And then I find I, as many edits as I can do on a, on a computer screen, having the physical copy there helps me find so many bits that I may have missed otherwise or bits that I can touch up and just slightly edit. No, um, so I, I sit there with my highlighter and post-it notes, just scribbling away and highlighting everything and going, why have I ever written this? This doesn't make sense. This has gone through three rounds of editing. Why is this still in here? <laughs> no, I can relate to that, mate. Definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. that to be honest, that's my favourite bit of editing because I hate editing as a rule. It just... I don't know. It just bugs me. But when I get to the paperback thing, I think because I I can hold my book in my hand and I know it's there, it feels like a it's finally almost here. So I think that's that's probably the best part of it, just having that physical copy. 
Oh, but no, no, fair play, man. I've actually got a friend of mine, and I'm not naming who on here. What he does is, and he's self-published over like us two, and what he does, whenever he starts in a new book, he'll go and get the cover designed. And what mm. he'll do, he'll go and print off, I don't, I don't know where he gets them from, a hardback version of the book. Yeah. And, and base the cover and everything set up for himself. And then it's just gives him, I think it's about three of them normally. He'll just go and write, write and write for the book. Well, handwritten, and then basically oh, the book's full. I know men start typing, and I'm thinking, God, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I mean, I could I could handwrite them, but I can't read my writing, so editing <laughs> would be a complete waste of time. I'd just basically screw it up and throw it away. They're like, what the hell have I written? Yeah, look, you had it doesn't a big, make any sense. Those aren't even real words. If you had a big hardback book, it might be good for knocking a burglar out then. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Maybe I should do that next time. Just get a hardback book and leave it by the front door. <laughs> now, obviously... <laughs> Could conclude with a couple of things today, Gareth, obviously. Now, obviously, you've been talking about before about your unicorn, so obviously we've been doing. Do you think it has this impacted on your work so far, then? Has it made you look um, at your writing in a different way? Yeah, I mean, it's also impacted me in a bad way because I've not been able to do the damn thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think it has. Even the the, the lectures that we've had on um, sort of how to write essays and how to structure things, as much as I kind of had, a, you know, I, I've I'd written a book and I knew what I was doing, there are still little bits and pieces that I'm still picking up um, by reading other people that were studying and and even just the, the lectures just saying, structure it this way or, hmm. you know, whatever. It, it's definitely, definitely helped me so far. And this is just a foundation year that's just about how to get you used to the first year. So I'm hoping yeah. that in the, the proper degree, I'll actually have, a lot more to bring to it as well. Good, good luck with it, mate, definitely. Have you found any writers on that course and you've been taught on that? You've really enjoyed so far? Um, I mean, there's people that, obviously there's other people that are doing creative writing that have an interest in creative writing, but there's nobody like me who's gone sod it, I published my own book. Um, everybody's just kind of, they've written bits and pieces, they've written poetry like yourself. Hmm. Um, they've never actually just gone, I've written a book, I'm going to send it out there. Yeah. So no. there's, I mean, even my lecturer, I got one of my lecturers to leave, read the next stage. Um, and a part of that book was then used in a lecture. So, everyone, so everyone ended up coming to me going, Oh, what was this about? What did this mean? I was like, I don't know. I just, it just came out. You know, <laughs> you say that we're studying writers and saying, What's the hidden meaning in things? Study my writing. There is no hidden meaning. It's just, there <laughs> <laughs> tremendous mate good luck with it, mate you also <laughs> like for just to clarify wrap up today then mate obviously now obviously you put all your books can be found on amazon all the on as i always say go all good and evil news agents yes so you can find i know you can see it in kindle blackwells it's on kobo and lots of other places on yeah good, i think you can Google find Play it water songs website and things like that as well yeah brilliant now obviously for people who don't know obviously what's your website and it's uh, garethellis.co.uk is that the best place to get hold of you, do you reckon, or people need um, to speak to you? Well, I'm on Twitter as well. I'm on Instagram. I'm dabbling with TikTok, although I have no oh, idea what I'm doing on the... God, God, don't I know that. I don't know what I'm doing. I've put, like, four videos out, and I don't know what I'm doing at all. I've, so what are you doing? Are you, dan- are you reading your book at my dancing around the room? Are you? No, I've just I've basically <laughs> just done, like, slideshows. One of them is basically me throwing paperback copies of my book on the floor. <laughs> To the music of ACDC. <laughs> what highway to hell? I, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I feel so out of place. 
because I'm old. <laughs> oh, well, you're old. We'll talk about ages in a minute because I'm old. I'm old going on TikTok, so I've not got a clue. But I'm well, doing it. I'm trying it. Sad it. If it works, it works. <laughs> well, good luck, mate. Anyway, keep in touch, okay? So let us know. We'll have you. We'd love to have you back on again, mate, in the future. Definitely. Well, I'd be happy to come back. Right, mate. Well, what we'll do, we'll wrap up now because I need to chat to your microphone anyway, guys. Yeah. So, so hang around, mate, anyway. So, yeah, we'll now, do. As another interest of mine is, and I don't know if you know this, I do unfortunately watch AEW wrestling. So, so to quote... Don't say nothing. I, I'm going to... I can say it, right? To quote Don <laughs> Callis... Uh, is on there. One of his sayings he's, he used to use in the podcast he used to run was, stay safe and stay over. So we will see you all next time. Take care, guys, and thank you again, Gareth. No problem. Spoken, mate.